You're listening to a DM podcast. We are underway. G'day guys, welcome to Talking League. We're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. We're finally here in week one. I'm your host, TK. I'm here with my man, Andy. We wish you a merry TLT. We wish you a merry TLT. <laughs> we wish you a merry TLT and a happy season. Wow. Corbs, how are you, bud? I, I thought the preseason rubbish was gone, but no, he he's, bringing, he's bringing it into the season. Yeah, at least he's, <laughs> well done. At least he's consistent. He gets a... Uh... Quick one. (laughs) But guys, before we get on the show, so tonight we've got Clarky to join us first. A little bit of news and rumours just to start, and we'll rip in nice and punchy in our team list. So don't don't worry, it's not going to be a two-hour podcast. (laughs) We just want to get to the point. So stay tuned. But before we get there, please head over to social media now, daily you know, player and team analysis. Facebook, Instagram, find us at Talking League Pod, Twitter at Talking League One. All the boys are on Twitter, Andy underscore Burden89, JJ Corby for Corby, and Tristan underscore Nell for TK. Now, get in now. Talking League Fantasy and Tipping Comps. The Fantasy League is nearly up to 1,200 people, so it's, it's going to be pretty competitive this year. 500 bucks cash price for first place. Free to enter for both of them, so head over to TalkingLeaguePod.com for more details or info will also be in your episode notes. All right, guys, let's kick things off with Clarky. You've got mail. All right, guys, joining us is Dane Clark from Clarkie's Rugby League Column. He joins us for all the latest news and rumours. You can find him at Twitter, Clarkie's underscore column, Facebook, Instagram, Clarkie's RL column. But great to have you out week one. Clarkie, welcome, brother. Yeah, TK, how are you? How good the footy is almost back. It's so close, I can taste it. Oh, mate, I can't wait. But a few spanners in the works today with TLT. But let's rip in. Let's rip in a little bit of news because Warriors, they've been making a few headlines. They need to replace, obviously, RTS. Big money, so they've got plenty of splash around. But anything you're hearing in terms of replacements? And it, you, I know that you did that piece on fullbacks last week that I really enjoyed. So out of that kind of list, who's your three that you kind of think are the best fit for the Warriors? Yeah, there's a couple. I think Rocco Berry would be the first one I'd be looking at just because they already have him on the books. Now, he didn't mm-hmm. grow up playing rugby league. He grew up playing rugby. But obviously, we know that this, the, the positions and um the fullback position is very similar between both codes, obviously a little less kicking um, when it comes to rugby league, but you know, he's fantastic. He's got all the attributes there. So um, I think he's a genuine option for them. Mm. Um, obviously they were very interested in Jerome Hughes. That didn't eventuate. He re-signed with Storm, but my honest opinion on that, I think that I, I don't think that Jerome Hughes, although he's a premiership winner, yep. I don't think he was the sort of player they wanted to sign there because he's one of those players that looks really, really good in the Storm system. But I'm not. I'm just not convinced yet because we haven't seen him in another system yeah. that he would excel there. Um, another option for me, Matt Dufty. Mm. He's currently off contract. The Dragons are yet to start any form of um, discussions with him, and he's actually come out publicly to Fox Sports and said, "I want to start discussing a new deal." And they're just not keen at the moment. So there's an opportunity there for the Warriors to jump in and get him there. Um, but my personal pick, if I was the Warriors, the man I'd be chasing. Nico Hines, I yeah. watched him play a bit of 5'8", then fullback for the Sunshine Coast Falcons in 2019. He had something like 18 games for 22 tries and 28 try assists, yeah. which is that's off the charts. I know it's Queensland Cup, but that's off the charts. Obviously, playing with Harry Grant when no one knew just how good he was helped those stats as well. But the thing that I like about Nico Hines, TK, and I think you'll have to agree, he will not break the bank. He'll yeah. come at a great price. 
And even if he's not the long-term option there, because he comes at such a great price, they've just got nothing to lose because he's, if anything, he's depth. And that's never a bad thing to have in rugby league. Definitely. I like that pick, mate. Now, next one, Tommy Dearden. Didn't make the team list for the top 17 today. Now, his manager has been shopping him around. Cowboys are the ones that they've been talking about. But, Clark, do you see this is a bit of a, you know, it's Walter's first year. Is this a power move? It could potentially be a power move. I think when Walters first come to the club, there was a lot of talk of, oh, Kevy's culture. And then we see Payne Haas arrested and a couple other misdemeanors off the field. Mm. Um, so you start to think, okay, maybe not. But now we are seeing players like a Tony Staggs come out and say, hey, I want to stay at the Broncos. Um, we didn't see that from Tom Dearden at first. He actually did go up to the Cowboys from what we understand and um, two of their facilities. So yeah. there was genuine interest there. And then, as you say, what really leads to your theory potentially being true is he has since come out now and said, hey, I want to be at the Broncos too. But a few weeks ago, he didn't want to be at the Broncos because he was touring other teams' facilities. So I think you could be onto something there. Um, It could be a massive power move. Uh, But just quickly, I see a lot of people online writing Brody Croft off as if um, he has no business being in this Mm -hmm. team. And I agree, he had a rough 2020. But I don't think we should realistically judge any Broncos player on that 2020 because they were all poor. It wasn't just Brody Croft. Yep. And Brody Croft's game style at the Storm was very off the cuff. Cameron Smith controlled the ruck. Brody Croft attacked with his running plays. And now when he came out under Anthony Seabold, it was, okay, we get to fourth tackle. We do two passes right. I want you tackled in the middle mm-hmm. and I want to kick to the right corner. It was just so structured. It didn't suit the young Broncos, whereas it did suit him with veterans like Greg Inglis, Adam Reynolds, etc. At the bunny, so I just think that everyone riding Brody Croft off, it's just a little bit too early, guys. Give him a chance. It's not the worst selection in the world. Yeah, definitely, mate. That's a good one, mate. I thought Brody Croft, even though they were losing, trying his guts out last year. Absolutely, and the kid couldn't win. I mean, he was literally crying after a game, emotional yeah. in his first year for the club. He was showing how much it meant, and he still got hated for it. So I mean, you know, if he laughed like other players did, you're in the headlines, and if you cry, he was accused of crocodile tears. So. When you're going bad in rugby league, you, you can't win or off the field. Definitely agree, mate. Now, final question. Plenty, I know, mate, I know you're excited because Titans, changing of the guard. That that documentary, I know you watched it the last night. Half the Titans team ended up in my fantasy team after watching those docos. But, mate, who is the player you're most interested in watching in round one? Yeah, absolutely. That doco was amazing. I can't wait for part three and four tonight. Um, I was actually, like, I, I love all documentaries. Um, I'm a bit of a knowledge seeker, a bit of a nerd in that regard. But NRL ones, I love them. So to see one about my own team was incredible. Um, and I am going to go with my own team here, a little bit of a cheat, but um, I'm going to go with Dave Fafita. I mean, how can I not be excited? He is, in my opinion, the best back rower in the comp. That's a biased opinion now he's with our team. Um, but one other person that I will throw out there is Adam Fanua Blake. Now, when I did my top 20 signings this year, they were number one and two. And now, ironically, I suppose they are going to face off in uh, round one, oh, which is awesome. And then if I can add on top of that again and throw another little wild card in there, Tino versus Ben murdoch Masilla. That's equally as exciting. Um, it's going to be a huge challenge between two really emerging forward packs, in my opinion. Um, and it's just hard not to be excited for that. It, that's always exciting for you. Mate, the only thing that worried me about David was when he mentioned that he moved out of home for the first time and he's missing his mum's cooking. I just hope there's no Oportos and there's no Maccas, mate. I hope he's looking pretty good, though. I'll give him that. <laughs> he is looking good. And on a $1.3 million salary, Dave, I would recommend Menu Log, uh, Marley Spoon. <laughs> there's a few options out there, mate. But, yeah. 
um, stay away from my Macca's diet. It uh, doesn't do good works for you. I can, I can give a red hot tip there. Definitely. Well, Clarky, appreciate you joining me. Before I let you leave, find Twitter, Twitter at Clarky's underscore column, Facebook, Instagram at Clarky's Rugby League column. Clarky, we'll check in with you next week, but enjoy the first round. Cheers, TK. I appreciate it. All right, boys, good to catch up with Clarky there, but just let's rip into Team List Tuesday. First up, Thursday, Storm versus the Bunnies down at Melbourne. 805 kickoff. Corbs, let's start with you. What's the biggest thing you're seeing on TLT for the Storm and Bunnies? Well, it looks like Remus Smith is a cheap. He has to be in your team, and he could get the duel moving into centre with uh, a couple of duels coming in for certain players. So that's a win. If he moves out to the wing, gets those attacking stats we discussed, has a center jewel, massive win. The other one was Eisenhuth on the bench. I think he could chew into Cheese's minutes, mm. and that's going to make me avoid Cheese and go for others. Yeah, who are you gonna think? Are you thinking that he's going to be playing hooker? Is that what you're thinking? I think he will. There was also talk that the smoothie, great last name, might come <laughs> in and take some minutes. But uh, yeah, either way, I think I don't think Cheese is going to get a full eighty minutes. I think he'll be looking around that sixty. Best case, 65. Yeah, it's, interesting. A, it's an interesting makeup of their bench because realistically, if they go 1-17 to 17 right now, not only will Walshie play 50 minutes, he could be up at maybe even 60 because out of the big three that they start with, Bromwich is going to play 42-50. to 50. Nelson will be lucky to get out 40 with the guy the way he plays. Walshie's a big-minute player if he needs it. And at the moment, that bench, you think there's two edges and one middle and a utility with Nico Hines. So Big minutes plenty of minutes there. The other guy that was Chris Lewis, just had a little look because I didn't know much about him. I saw him play. He played a pretty good game against the Dragons to end the season last year. But he's got a PPM of 0.8. He's got an average of 35 from 40 minutes from the game that he's played. So he'll get a few minutes there too. So it might be a little cheeky one to keep on the radar. But Andy, we'll cross to you. What are you seeing? Oh, the Bunnies is pretty much what we had <clears throat> predicted. Um, that early tip from you was pretty good. Yeah. So there's not much, there's not much fantasy wise relevance there besides host coming in. Are you grabbing host? I look, I had him in my draft, picked him up, and then I there's other few people that I dropped him for. Yep. I don't think I'm going to go him just purely because he hasn't really lit up the the uh, sky last season. He hasn't really done too much. It, it could be a decent play, maybe a watch list player. Yeah, uh, not for me. So, I've actually yeah, managed somehow to fit him on my emergencies. Corbs, is he in your team at all? No, nah, no, he's not in mind. I've got a thousand hookers. <laughs> <laughs> the players we'll bring up later, we'll, we'll tell you why. Yeah, exactly right. But moving on, so next game, Newcastle versus the Doggies. That's Friday in Newcastle at 6pm. A real interesting that one, that one, because the Knights, it's plenty to talk about because they've named three middles and an edge forward on the bench. So what does that mean for Braley? What does that mean for Connor Watson? Andy, let's start with you. Uh, I know Connor Watson's a very uh, very touchy topic for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, we were discussing earlier um, about rotations and how much minutes Connor might play. Yeah. So we we're thinking he starts thirty, comes off, uh, either Barnett goes to lock and fills in there. Yep. And then maybe twenty minutes in, either Watson comes in, fills, replaces Braley at hooker. Doesn't yeah, play for, that, for the while. last 20 minutes. Or, right. or he just comes back and into that lock position for the extra bit of fresh legs in the middle again. Mm. It's uh, I still think he's going to get 50 minutes plus, which is some juicy, juicy points with his speed and agility. What's his PPM if you've got that handy in front of you? Well, we mean Corby can keep talking. But Corby, we think that he will come in that 30. And then because of Braley's ACL, he was never really an 80-minute hooker at Cronulla anyway. He played two 80-minute games, I know, to start the year last year for the Knights. But why rush him back? 
and the same thing for why rush Connor Watson back. What's your thoughts? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, I think you also touched on this earlier in a pod that they have no choice. Like they're a bit depleted in a couple of positions. The Knights with mm. the forwards, they got stacks the outside backs. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, it it pays off, and you just don't want to see injuries full stop. But yeah, I wouldn't be rushing them back that quickly. Yeah, interesting. Well, Boy, be, yeah, sorry. So his PPM last year was zero point nine five. Okay, that's pretty damn good if he keeps that up. Yeah, but it was interesting that they didn't carry Crossland, which means that you know Pierce must be right, Braley must be right, and Connor Watson in some regards must be right. They all you know expecting to play some good minutes. So got that contract extension. So positive news for him too. Yeah, that is that's very positive news. So, you know something in the right direction, especially for Piercy because he hasn't had a great off season, but. That, that Watson, he's at 35% ownership now, boys. Yeah, wow. Ridiculous. They must be listening to me. Not you. <laughs> that, that's huge. But on the other side of things, Jake Avarillo, he's been named. He is in a little bit of doubt still. But Bradley Dietz, you know, I named him, uh, I think, what podcast was this? A few weeks ago. With Wacko. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. Wacko. And he really impressed me in that trial against the Sharkies. But he's got a big opportunity because we don't know how long Marshall King's actually out for. Katoa's more of a defensive player, so if Deeds can nab a 30-minute and really impress, it's going to be interesting to see where he opens, because they haven't put him into the app yet, I don't think, but he would be like that kind of 228K, because he actually hasn't played a game, right, boys? Oh, look, if he plays well, maybe... Like, I haven't seen Siani lining up the, the stadium either. Like, if he does play well and makes a name for himself... Yes, and he... Tries to <laughs> blow his nose. Bless Sorry. you, my friend. Uh, he could take that spot from Siani, the bench spot. Because JMK is not going to score eighty, play eighty minutes again. Yeah, but if he if he shines, he he could be a one. But yeah, look, it's a watch list for me. I don't think he's going to play more than two games before JMK comes back. Yeah, interestingly, Corby, that they have made some DPP changes, but not the Bulldogs yet. Josh mm. Jackson hasn't received his. Adam Elliott hasn't received his, and I know that you're really <laughs> really watching out for that one. But he's livid. Yeah, I think that's going to be make a big value point for both players. But the other one, Raymond Fatella Mariner, he's going to be lining up with the bench. We did expect it maybe a little bit because of the injury, but you're an owner, especially because of your draft team, Corbs, and you're also an owner of Elliot. So what's going through your head at the moment, mate? Uh, yeah, draft is not the best case scenario for Raymond, but in terms of classic, this is what we wanted. Um, if he can just come off the bench and his price goes down, mm. then he could be a good pickup if we play our cards right with some um, cash cows and mm. a, a good little upgrade come week five or six. Uh, with the Adam Elliott, Ed, I'm not sure. We, we've questioned the uh, the big dogs at um, Fantasy Head head League, whatever <laughs> whatever you call it, with some of their decisions. But I think the DPPs should keep coming I think over so. the next few days. Because originally I think it was going to be Wednesday, so they've, they might be ahead of schedule, right? I was surprised they had done it literally within 10 minutes. Some yeah. Of them done. No, it was good. What do you think about Corey Waddell? Do you reckon he plays more than 50 minutes or uh, RFM takes his minutes? Yeah, I think it's going to, with the severity of the injury, when you think about the ankles, like I done my ankle a few weeks ago, I'm still struggling. Like it's not an easy injury to come back from, especially when you're in a moon boot. I was in a moon boot for weeks. So Look, I think Corey will be a placeholder, but he might whack out a few good minutes, especially early in the season. Like, like I said, it's not an easy injury to come back from. Because they've only got two real props on the bench with... Um, Renoff, Renoff and Dylan Napa. That's what that, remember. Wacko was saying that Raymond's probably going to be running up the middle. Or, yeah, okay. So he might just sort of take that. So yeah. Waddell could push for a couple. Mate, he's going to probably play some big minutes early on. They probably won't want to take him off because Josh Jackson probably whack out a sixty or seventy, and Raymond's probably only going to get twenty to thirty to begin with until he's fully fit. Right. 
So he's 430k. And at the same time, Katoa could probably, he's been playing a lot of lock as well back off the back end of last year as well. So they've got plenty of middles there. So I think they'll be fine. All right, moving on, boys. Broncos and your Parramatta Eels, Andy. 805 Suncorp Stadium, Friday night footy. But, Corbs, let's start with you. What's tickling your fancies on the Broncos? Uh, I was interested to see who got the seven because there was a bit of to and fro, but it was sort of confirmed earlier today that Croft had that one. Mm. He, I did hear, um, I, I can't remember where it was, that it, it might suit Croft a bit more with the running game of the uh, the new rules and the faster pace. But I've said this a couple of times, the Broncos' early run is quite tough. Mm. And it, it steered me away from a couple of their outside backs and you'd think that's also going to be, have a flow-on effect with their halves. So I'm not really going near those two. I was just interested to see who got that. Um, and Carrigan, I was looking to see where he got. I still think he's only going to get the 60 minutes. Mm. Uh, he, he'll get plenty of defense in, but, I, yeah, I'm still not going to go near him. Yeah, Andy, before I go with you, because I know that you want to talk about Jake Turpin, I think yep. it's probably an interesting point to probably break now and let everyone know you've got to be following Wacko Whispers because – at the moment, everyone is, especially with the teams that are announced right now, some of the guys that have been named 18 to 21 are better than the guys that are in at 14 or 17. So this is going to be... So, for example, the first-time players, 24 hours before a game. So, for example, at 8.05 on Thursday night, they will have a first cut. So that means two players will get cut, which also is a good indication of who might actually move into the 17. So, for example, we can use Brisbane. So if, just say, Did and Kennedy was to go and Kenner and Pakes was to stay, there's still a chance that Pakes will move onto that interchange bench, mm. which you've got to be very, very careful of. And I'm just using that as an example, but across the ground, use that. So we'll be trying to put out as much information on changes, late changes before games, but Wacko's your man because he just covers it specifically and he's the best in the business. But Andy, take it away with Turpin, man. Yeah, look, with Terps, if he gets the 80, I think he's... For a hot dollar, man, at 530k, mm. and he, he's got a decent average on him. And I think, I think even in the second half of the trial, him and Croft really a good combination together. They yeah. were working well. Had a little short ball kickoff where Turpin actually run off, run through the line, had a little try. Yeah. So if they can get a good combination together, and him playing 80 minutes, oh man, that's some juicy, <laughs> juicy fancy. Well, balls. I've got you this week, mate. So let's hope they do it next week, <laughs> <Yeah>. eh? <laughs> yeah. But also, I think you know my man Jordan Ricky. He's got the start. Having a look at their bench. You probably think he's going to anticipate probably 60 minutes. Might want to Bellamore or Teo probably replace him for that last 20. Parramatta's probably the most predictable team. Probably the mm. only thing that we both pointed out, Andy, was Will Smith getting on that interchange instead of Joey Lussick. But Reed probably going to play 70 minutes, right? Oh, I think Reed will play 80. I think he will. Will Smith will just be there for a bit of an interchange. Uh, cover. Uh, cover, yeah. yeah. He might play 10 as a as uh, uh, maybe in the proper sum. I'm not too sure. But yep. they want Reedy to get the legs, I reckon. Mm. But yeah, I would have just if I was coaching Parramatta, I would have put Joey Lussie again. Yeah, again, hopefully he makes that nineteen, maybe puts a pressure on that that Will Smith for that last spot. And Hayes Dunster is in eighteen as well, so there we have a very interesting last nineteen. But moving on, boys, next game is the Warriors and Titans. That's on that's at Central Coast Stadium, three p.m. on Saturday. Interesting that they played in that trial. I hate it when teams do like that. Like they literally play a couple of weeks before. It's, it's oh the same. Time. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But Warriors pretty much full strength. You know, they've got uh, Harris Tavita back in the lineup. Wade Egan, surprisingly, he's back in the nine, which was good because I've got him in draft. So <laughs> that was very, very handy to see him in the team list. Uh, Eli Katoa, he's back as well. Bailey Sirinan holds a spot 
ahead of Ben Murdoch Masilla. I think he will be a benchy coming on with that impact. But realistically, on that bench, you know, Jazz might back up Wade until he's fully fit. And you've got Leeson, our boy. He's he's popped up on there. So they've got a couple of good middles there. So they should have a good little rotation there. But they're pretty predictable, probably like Paramount as well, especially with the guys being confirmed that they are fit, Andy. It was just where they were going to play was the only uncertainty there. Mm. So yeah. they were still all... You know, Jazz still scores pretty well getting that 50 minutes. But We did last year. I think we were getting 40, 50 minutes. But he was... His PPM was through the roof. It was like during those games, it was more than one. He'd be on there for 40 minutes and be on 55 points. Mm. And you're just like, why is he on earlier? Yeah. <laughs> so true. He, could, he could play that role again. Um, Toby Harris playing a lock is just another, again, he'll play 80. He'll get a 60. So he oh, does that sure. all day, every day. Corby, Titans, interesting. Tyron Peachy and Aaron Clark both on the interchange bench, really messing what we kind of wanted to come up with. Yeah, that throws the Peachy spinner out of the works. Uh, because you'll think he'll just come on filling in for the 13, relieve Tino for a little bit with Clark, but it's a, a watch and watch and wait with that one because there's still some pretty handy forwards. I, I thought Herman SES, he was definitely going to get a spot on the bench there. But, um, yeah, that other than that, uh, I was just interested to see who won out of Corey Thompson and Philip Semi. Mm. Uh, Semi's played Origin last year. Mate, and he played Origin one, yeah, yeah. So that was a pretty crazy non-pick. Uh, other than that, not too much uh, surprising. Mm, yeah, exactly right. All right, moving on, boys. Next game is five thirty. SCG Brewsters and Manly. Interesting. We'll start with Manly, Andy, and it's interesting because you picked up Dylan Walker. <laughs> He's a half centre, but I don't think he can actually change his position. Like this is slack. Yeah, well, it's it's a bit unfortunate because I needed those winger fullbacks. They're horrendous. <laughs> they they are abysmal. Your, your team but is I, bad. I followed Buzz. I, he actually did get something right. <laughs> Do you follow him? You no, traitor. I, just, I heard from someone else, that's all. So, uh, yeah, he caught him. So I picked him up real quick. But I, the only issue is I've got Walker and Aiken and Senna. So he's not going to pop in there. And I've got Moses and um, Morgan in half. So he's more just cover for me. Jeez. Yeah, I was really hoping that they dropped a dropped the half off because he played half for two seasons. I was just shocked. But Corby, yeah. did you see that? His backline's so memorable. He doesn't even know their names. <laughs> yeah, I, he, I know them by points. That's all they are. They're called thirty-two, twenty-three. <laughs> Boys, the other one, Lachlan Croker. He's looking at eighty minutes now. Unless Josh Schuster moves into number fourteen, he's currently at number eighteen. I think he has to. There's no one else, but Josh Schuster's so big. I don't even think he could been to pick up the ball like for a big period of time. He's huge. I don't think he's been playing hooker anytime soon. So is a pretty giant as well. He's 186 centimetres. Yeah, so he must be just covering the backs. There must be maybe an injury, maybe one of the outside backs. I think Saab was carrying maybe an injury. And that's maybe why he was carrying. But we got the confirmation with Andrew Davey. So Jack Grzewski, he's beating him to that left edge spot, yeah, which is interesting. Get, get him out of your team. Josh Alloway, he's back into the starting lineup. Two, they're only carrying two middles on the bench, which is quite interesting. Both Paseca and Ball might get a few minutes. Ball is actually quite interesting. 257k. If you're, you're looking at a last emergency, he's only got a break out of a 19. If he gets kind of a 30-minute and improves a lot, I know he's only got a PPM of 6-9, but if you're coming worse to worse and you want an emergency that might score some points, you know, Morgan Ball maybe put that in the black book. Not... If you can fit someone else, do it, but he might be just someone just in case you can't squeeze. But on the Rooster side of things, they are named 1-17. Corby, anything really tickling your fancy on the Roosters? Yeah, I had a look at Boyle, and his stats aren't great, so I got turned off him. But okay. 
feel free to do your own research. He had an average of 30 minutes and a um, points. It was about 23. Mm. So it wasn't great. Uh, I think there's other guys around that cheaper price that will make you better coin. I didn't expect Sam Walker to be on the extended bench so early. Is that sort of a, a little bit of a sign to Lachlan Lamb? He's he's there waiting in the in the shadows? Yeah, yeah possibly. Maybe. And you think about Kiri maybe still carrying a little bit of injury. You would have thought that maybe Drew... I guess there's two signs. I think if Kiri was really injured, they probably would have carried Drew Hutchison. I think it's maybe more to give him the game day experience. Him being around yeah. the team and warming yeah, up with okay. the team, all that sort of stuff, I think is a good thing for Sam Walker. So uh, either way, you, you'll definitely know that it'll be plastered everywhere when Sam Walker gets to start at the Roosters, and it, it, he'll be at a hundred percent ownership. Yeah. Also, the no, no Radley or no Verrills, so they're definitely out for round one. That's true. But boys, before we move on, I need to give everyone a tip. Get on Kiri. <laughs> like I've been doing a lot of research over the last week, so everyone knows that he averaged forty-four. But I'm going to give you a few. There's a few things for you to consider, and you make a decision. So he's coming in at 592k, which isn't too bad. He's only got 5% ownership at the moment. So what I'm looking at now, because he's going to swap edges. He's going to swap to the right edge. He's going to be this dominant half they're talking. So I wanted to see last time he really played as a dominant half. Last time he played as a dominant half, it was that 2018 grand final. And now he carried Cooper Cronk, which is a good thing. He kicked for 451 meters that day. So, And then just going off what I really wanted to see, not that game, but what Cronk did as a dominant half. So 2019, he kicked for an average of 316. 2018, 352. Now, Kiri only kicked for 174 metres last year with Flanner up around that middle 250s. But the biggest thing that stood out last year was because Flanner was parked on the right edge, he made 27 tackles to Kiri's 18 or 19. So an additional nine tackles. And, you know, me and you, all three of us have talked about a dominant side team will naturally attack because it's easier to, to pass from right to left. Yeah. And then you think they've also moved Crichton to the other edge because Lamb's a better defender, but they've put a young Tupanua on the right edge. I know if I'm making a game plan where I'm attacking, I'm going down the rooster's edge every time. His tackle count's going to go massive. It's going to be up round where Flano was last year. And his actual percentage of actual missed tackles is actually pretty good. So let's say that he averages another 10 and we take one off there, right? That's still 10 minus 2. So you add 8. So he's at 44. That's 52. Plus you add an additional 150 kick meters, which is an additional 7. All of a sudden, he's going to average something in the high 50s. Some uh, good stats there. Very, very uh, interesting. If, if you, you can't see it, but he's just sat back and he's really got a smug <laughs> face on. Yeah. I, hey, I, hey, look, uh, get him in. I still recall. I recall a. A very similar um, conversation and stat sort of post with uh, with Cole Flanagan. So look, if they both could come true, but in Kiri's defence, not only I'd put him in the top three playmakers in the game, I'd put him in the top five players in the game, and he plays in a way better team than Flanagan does. Yeah, that is true. Oh, I like it. I'll definitely have a little get look. on it, boys. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. This is a hot tip from TK. There TK you go. tips, boys. We all go in Crichton as our captain in. Classic. Yeah, I don't have Cleary, so yeah. Okay, same me. Corbs? Yeah, yeah, I've got Cleary in my team, so it'll be Crichton or Cleary. Yeah, and we all made way for Takihaho. I unfortunately had to cut him because I wanted to get some more hookers on the bench. <laughs> no, I've got Takihaho in too. Yeah. I, I do, I've got Tucker and Paulo. Yeah. Mm. 
Juicy, juicy, juicy. Wow, that is that is very <laughs> juicy, boys. I like that. I'm gonna have to go back. See, this is what I hate. I've got to go back to my team. The yeah, and now you're gonna go back. <laughs> you're gonna try and get uh, get Kiri in. <laughs> uh, okay, boys. Next game: the Panthers versus the Cowboys at 7:35 at Panther Stadium. Cowboys. They've come in with me and Andy. Just actually noticed something too, Corby, because. We thought Payton was out of his mind with naming three hookers, but what we have noticed is even though Ruben Cotter is in the 17, he's been named in Jersey 19, and Lockham Burr is in 17. So mm. that could be a little bit of a, a swifty that maybe he's just gone under the radar because I know that Cotter can, and I think, Andy, you were saying that he used to play a lock as a junior, yeah? Yeah, yeah, he would interview after his trial match. Mm, that's interesting because I don't think... That probably says that Reese Robson plays 50 like he did in the trial and then gets off for Granville, but... Just not sure where Cotter fits in this whole thing, and they might because Lachlan Bursey's boy that he brought over from the Warriors as well, so he has to fit somewhere, right? Well, that's what I think. Like he does play them great impact minutes off the bench as well. So he, I, I see him there instead of Cotter because Cotter's just a lock. Uh, he's just a lock reserve. I don't see him as a prop or do or maybe a hooker. But you, that's what we got Granville there for. Does it doesn't make sense? Yeah, Andy, how bad was you know when we saw that team? Because I'm owner of Holmes, <laughs> so you're an owner of Drinkwater and Morgan. You're I know. Pretty much. We needed a Drinkwater play six, Morgan it, seven, and Val it one. Would, it would have helped me because if, if Drinkwater went to six, he's not going to be the dominant kicker. Then Morgan gets his kick back, gets 500 meters, kick meters a game, yeah. whereas now Clifford's taken a bit more off him. And then Drinkwater is going to be fullback now. He might not have his impact, as much impact. Yeah. Corby, so it's really kicking teeth. Corbs, do you see them doing any rotation during the game? Do you, do you see something happening? Oh Yeah, we could. We'd seen it in the trial and, he seems like a Cowboys coach. I've had a mind blank here. He seems like he's trying to Payton. mix things up a little bit. Peyton, yeah, Todd Peyton. He seems like he's trying to mix things up a little bit with a few of his comments pre-season. Um, just a bit of a different game plan to the traditional. And I mean the the quick game or the quicker game and the rule changes. I guess everyone is slightly adjusting. But yeah, I I definitely can. They've got yeah they've got a little juggling act, don't they? At the moment, in those halves and. I guess we won't know until a few rounds in what's what's going to be locked in. Yeah, a million dollar winger. <laughs> I just <laughs> I just don't like a million dollar winger, but he's like got an open slate. But Josh McGuire too, Andy. Yeah, I was going to say, can you give us a tick for that one? Because Josh McGuire, we said he was not going to make the eight, and here he is on the bench. Yeah, he's, he's lost his speed. He's that, he's that solid, slow player. Does his work, but yeah, not starting. We've got Francis Molo starting Your boy. instead. You like him. So yeah, he was running real hard in the trials. So he could be a little what's he playing? We'll just give me two seconds, got his prize. Right, is, is Maguire back from injury though? Like that you might not be able to read totally into that mm. off the bench. Yeah, but McLean is as well. I think they had the exact same injury, just a bit of a hammy tweak. So maybe he's just maybe Maguire will come in because they want maybe a little bit better defense during that kind of after that 30 minutes when Tamulolo goes off. So. Well, Molo is 492k, uh, and his break PPM even? is 0.95. That's good. So break even of 37. Yeah, Mitch Dunn's another one to watch. I like him. He's got a little bit of X factor. He can play with the ball a little bit. He played a little bit in the backs. I think 5'8 growing up as well. So he can play with the ball. But Corby Panthers, what are you seeing there? Your boy Momorowski, he's in the team. Yeah, yeah Momorowski beat a couple... Um, Burton, I still like let him go, let him play. It's no. frustrating seeing him in the nineteen jersey. Uh, Momrovsky, it'll be good to see how he goes and just see if the Panthers start off the way they finished. Kurt Capewell in second row, mm. 
I'll be interested to see. He's in my team. I chucked him in after seeing him in there. Mm. Uh, because we know Kickout is not an 80-minute player. And Liam Martin can play in the middle as well. So, Capewell's a good chance of getting that 80 minutes. And he's priced not too bad. Hey, someone needs to know Ivan Cleary. We need him to name Capewell in the centre jersey. So, he gets the <laughs> DPP back. Yeah. Because there's literally... And help all us fans. Help us. Oh. But, Andy, anything you've seen from Penrith, mate? Uh, with Penny, just the Momo, I guess, and yeah, um, maybe maybe the other thing could could be was in the trials, Toro May took some minutes of Appy oh, at yeah. hooker, so he is the 14th man, so I could see maybe that happening in the future. I'm liking the start of this game, Leota versus Molo, mm. that's going to be two steam engines just two young absolutely guns running, trying dropping to each other, that's good. But yeah, apart from that, Liam Martin, I feel sorry for, I think everyone would have got pretty, pretty you know, chum if they got him in draft, especially. Now he's a benchy. Now they're spewing. <laughs> That's why you got to pick solid starters, lads. I think your brother got him. I hope he By did. memory, yeah. <laughs> Again, with, with Burden, I, I don't want him to go to the dogs. Spencer it really Le- hurts a lot of fans. He coaches with Avarilla. Does he what? Spencer Leone is another one. He played really well in that trial, so I'll be wanting to see his minutes because he's got a good PPM as well. So he's a good one. Hopefully Viliami Kikiao can play a few minutes. I doubt it, though. But your boy Crichton, he'll score. Brian Toho. You'll need him this week with Jordan Pereira being out too, Corbs. You need a few tries from my boy. Oh, Dane Laurie slots in, mate. Well, another special mention, sorry. Isan Masters got the starting spot he in centres. Yeah. He was played well in the trial. Playing though, well, and yeah. he played like he was looking for a spot. So he could be a bit of a tackle-busting yeah. player who could be real cheap. Yeah, pretty, you know, he just had a baby as too well. So pretty pretty good off the field as well. So hopefully a good year and hopefully he gets back to his New Zealand best. But moving on, boys, Sunday. We're nearly at the end. So the Raiders versus the Tigers. Corby, big smile on your face. Finally, Dane Laurie. I know he's in your team, <laughs> but job security. What are you thinking? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dewey, he's back next week. And it'll really depend on how he plays this week, I think. Like you could not pick him after his trial form, but uh, he's a he's a rookie, so he could be rocks or diamonds. Mate, I, I, I haven't seen too much of him other than that trial, and you know it was quite impressive. I'm hoping he keeps it up. I think he will be in most teams. I haven't got the percentage here of his ownership, but I'm guessing cheap winger fullback playing. Yeah, I think he'll be through the roof. Corby, you're going to have your your team list to start the year because you've got Jacob Little as your replacement for Harry Grant. Next week, Moses could be put back on the bench and take his minutes. Dane could be put back on the bench. Who knows? Like you're going to be checking this bloody team list Tuesday. Like no tomorrow. Well, Laurie's twenty-seven percent. That's a lot of people. It's the old cliche. It's one week at a time. Are we surprised <laughs> that that Jake Simkin didn't even end up on the emergencies like the eighteen to twenty-one? We've got so, a, yeah. a Simkin. It's a two-e Kami here. Yeah, Simkins. Much different player, but Jock Madden ended up on there as well. So, again, maybe Moses in a little bit of doubt. He did come back from a hammy, but Tommy Talau's an interesting one. Yeah, Put him at number 14. It's a bit shocking. He's a centre, winning a winger cover, so I'd, he gets that winger utility, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's good for Twiley to have a, that uh, 14 on the bench, like a light little utility hooker. I think you should push it out 60 minutes, hopefully more. <laughs> I love Andy just... Just looking after his guys. If you haven't known before, he's on my team. <laughs> Tom, Tommy Talau played half in all his juniors. Could he possibly come on for Embi and push Embi to hooker? I don't know. I was just nah, trying to 
Mate, he but had I don't, the, I don't think so. He had a grubber kick the other day in that trial against Manly. Tommy. Yeah, and it was it was bad. I, I was surprised that he actually played halves as a junior because it was that bad. <laughs> but in terms of, yeah, you, you made a good point with 12. He could easily get 60 minutes. You think what's off the bench, McKayley, he's usually at 30 to 35. Packer, the way he plays in ageing, you're probably looking at 30 to 40. But Stefano's on there. It'll be interesting just to see. Like, you're warming out a bit. You bought a jersey today, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm waiting for the names to come on the back of him. <laughs> <I'll> get... <laughs> I don't... I don't know if his name will fit on there. I'll just get Big Stefano. Your toy Kamanu. Uh, yeah, that that should be a, a win for him. But Twal, yeah, I think he will chew up all the minutes there. And also Tamau. Uh, they'll be the big two winners of minutes with the Tigers, you would think. Yeah, for sure. Now, moving on to Canberra, you know, they're pretty much as we expected. Sebastian Chris isn't even in the game yet. I'm assuming that he will be added to the game tomorrow, especially he's moved into the top 30 in Canberra as well. But pretty much as they've lined up against the Roosters in the trial, interesting, Havali, you know, he's beaten Starling to the spot. And, you know, when we had Brett White on earlier this year, like, he did wrap him. And I guess that... That ability to play more than one position, I guess, is the big advantage, right, Andy? I think that's right. I feel sorry for Tommy. I feel it's like if, player, if any other team needs a hooker, reach out to Tom Starling. He's, a, he's a, 100%. Yeah, he's a star. He needs to go. He'll be a starting hooker somewhere. Could be like the, the, the Damien Cook trainer, the dogs, the yeah. golden bunnies. You have a look at their kind of middles now. Papali, he'll be commanding at 50, 60 minutes. Same as Tarpany. Damanis Louis, he's an origin player, so he'll be going 40, 50, so... I think they'll work Ryan. It's good to see Ryan James back. But yeah, I think well, they'll I think it was six hundred and fifty games since his last game. Yeah. Since Dave, sorry, not he's a good player, man. So it's good. I reckon they'll probably give him twenty to thirty to start. Solio, that was a big part of what they do, so he'll get forty and Ryan Sutton, he played well as well, so he'll probably rack up a good thirty minutes there too. Any thoughts there, Corps? Uh I'll be interested to see how Simmonson goes because I've <laughs> rubbished him. Just it, not as a football, he's obviously a quality football, but just fantasy relevance. I don't think he's got any. So uh yeah, there'll be some people quick to remind me about that if he does score some points. Do not disagree with you. Last game, boys. Sharkies, sorry, Dragons hosting the Sharkies. That's at Nestrata, six fifteen Sunday. But again, the Dragons, they've been spicing it up. Young Bud Sullivan, he pulled out yesterday. So they gave Clooney the start. Birdie's been named. Ramsey's beat Piera out. But probably the interesting one is, again, Tyrell Famuara at 13, Kerr at 11. Is it a Swifty, you reckon, Andy? Trap City, bitch. Trap, trap City, bitch. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Like, Look, in saying that, I did pick him up because it's worth a chance in draft. <laughs> <laughs> he's giving a warning uh, to uh, everyone. But he's on me bench as cover. No, so. no, 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 no. Oh, look, I'm saying he's, tra- he's Trap City for classic because I don't. Uh, he's starting to lock. I don't know if he's going to keep that spot. You've got uh, Blake Laurie played there last year. You've got Josh Kerr who plays up the middle pretty strong. Um, yeah, I I think it's a trap. But Corbs, surely with Famuolo and Kerr, from what I've seen, I know Kerr definitely has not started apart from the charity shield on an edge. Pretty sure Tyrell has played centre and edge all his life. Surely that's a Swifty and they change around. Yeah, I I still don't get the Kerr thing, um, but there must be some method to the madness there. Uh, and yeah, Tyrell, you think that it should just be a swap? Uh, the odd Piera. Pereira didn't make the team. I'm not sure if he's still suffering a bit of concussion, but mm. that seemed like a long time ago. Uh, Ravalawa and Katie Ramsey gets on there on the wing. Yeah, mm. boys, McCulloch, that's really interested me, only because on the other side of things, Blake Braley 
I'm a big fan of his, but n- not while Connor Tracy is warming that bench because I know that Tracy will come on eventually at some stage because he's just a live wire, and that's going to probably eat into Braley's last kind of 10, 15 minutes. He needs all 80 to become a late hooker. So while I've given you plenty of advice, that advice is at 80 minutes, and that's what I want. So I've kind of gone to m- towards McCulloch. I'm, between your boy Turpin and McCulloch, they're probably going to be – between those two will be my starting hooker, I think, mm. only because I feel that who's on the bench right now, 14 and 17, they look like playing 80 minutes, right, boys? Well, like you said, though, it is the there's the worry with Pakes. So look, McKinnis, McCulloch is good at 700k. Mm. He's a tackle musting like tackle machine, sorry, and he will be getting a lot of traffic his way in the Dragons. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're right there, but yeah, off break. Yeah, for sure. But Corbs, you know, we had a slight chat before Poasa and uh, Daniel Alvaro. Probably looking at both a little bit of minutes, especially between that 30 and 40. Are they in your your sides? They're, neither of them are in my sides. Probably Avaro is the one that I've been looking at just because he, he did have such good uh, points per minute back in 2018 when he got proper the year for the Eels. Mm. If he can just find a bit of that form and, and partner, I'd probably have him over Blake Law if he's playing at his best, but it's whether or not he can get back there. And if he can knock out those 40, 45 minutes, he could be a massive in. But at, at yep. the moment, no, there's... Lot you just touched on before. There's quite a few 80-minute hookers, but just as you said again, be aware of the team list announcements an hour before because I feel there could be some change-ups with the bench. Yeah, I think Sharkies as well. When you think the makeup of Jack Williams and Billy Magulius, they literally play. Can the you same say position, his name correctly, right? please? Magulius. <laughs> but Billy, my boy, he's finally in that 17. Let's hope he starts for feeder. Everyone was making was carrying on after that. All-Stars games, but obviously he's not doing that great at training, being named at number 20. But just with Toby, he has been kind of switched between that interchange, even though he has been named 13 in the past. And you need him starting because when he's on the bench, he averages only 38 for more minutes. When he actually starts, he scores more. He's just a starter, and I like him as a starter. Just He has been carrying that hamstring injury, which is an interesting one. And with that Jack Williams and Billy Magulius, excuse me, both in that, that bench position, it wouldn't surprise me if they have a little bit of a change on that when we see that one hour before the, the game. So just like we said before, really follow Wacko, follow ourselves. We'll have plenty of updates, especially for round one. Don't go all in. I know, Corbs, you, you've you had to go all in on, on Toby, but I guess you'll be you'll be watching that pretty closely as well. Yeah, I've got Raymond Fatala Mariner, two comebacks. I know it's, it's going to be a couple of weeks, but just in the classic, it's um, locking a few of those cheapies and, Sprinkle a few guns in and then uh, look for those value picks that we've discussed. Um, yeah, there'll be plenty of teams getting thrown around the next few days. So we'll yeah. try and give some advice where we can. But uh, a lot of our listeners seem to be on the money. Yeah. Anyways. Sure. Boys, Jackson Ford, to wrap things up, everyone was pretty keen on him because he was a dual position, that 400K mark. But he's been named number 18. So he did have some poor trial form as well. Really found out defensively, even though that, remember Matty Elliott was giving him quite a few good raps. Yeah, he so, a good rap. He was that guy, that kind of dual position guy that you probably could have stole cheap. It looks like he'll have to wait his turn at this stage, boys. Yeah, my thought would maybe Fui was going to make lose it. Uh, sorry, missed the team, but turns out to be Jackson. Yeah, yeah they've gone for a big bopper team, haven't they? The Dragons. It doesn't seem to be a, a whole lot of mobility in their forward pack. Mm, you're exactly True. right, especially after Tyke Sims come back from injury as well. I, I was devastated that Sullivan got injured. I was really looking forward to him trying to just play out of his skin and keep that six jersey. No, I agree. Well, that's that's about, especially 
Yeah, in fantasy, he was probably priced a little bit too high, but if you picked him up in draft and he kept his spot, you're exactly right, Corbs. He's... Uh, are you two going to have a bet on this game? What's the game? Dragons, Sharks. Oh, why? I don't want to embarrass him. <laughs> we haven't won for about 10 years. We're due. Oh, we'll Jesus. work out a bet when we uh, do our punting on the uh, Thursday show. Yes, listen for that. I'm more interested in betting against you, Andy, for our oh, for heads ahead, for sure. <laughs> Oh, we could do that as well. Yeah. But, guys, appreciate you joining on the show tonight. So we'll be back on Thursday morning. We'll drop a little bit of late mail. Also be going through our punters club. So all three of us will be dropping our three best multis. Latsy's going to join us with his GOATS tips. And the biggest one is we're going to be answering all your Q&As. We've already got about 11 or 12 questions already lined up. So hit the Talking League hotline, 0284057947. We don't get it to it this week. We'll definitely get it to it next week, but keep that number in mind. It's also in the show notes. So just get chopping on that one. Just a reminder that the Punters Club, not the Punters Club, the Talking League Fantasy and Tipping Comps, that's open now. So just have a look at the episode notes or just head over to talkingleaguepod.com. There is a $500 cash prize for first place, and it is free to enter. Before we leave, Twitter, follow Andy at Andy underscore Burden 89. Corby at JJ Corby, myself at Tristan underscore Nell. We're always up for a little bit of a giggle and a bit of a laugh. So hit us up about anything, or you can follow the team one at Talking League One or Talking League Pod across Facebook and Instagram. Boys, we finally made it. <laughs> oh, I can't, I can't wait. It's, it feels like it's been five months. But it's only been two. Yeah, <laughs> actually, Corbs, I'm, I'm looking forward to what you've got in this punters club. Actually, because I know you're, you're a keen punter. So, yeah, I actually ran into a bloke this morning. Uh, at the gym, I was wearing a Melbourne top, and he said, Melbourne, haven't lost a, f- a round one game with Bellamy. So that started me thinking about my little multi this week. <laughs> wow. That's actually a good one. And I was actually thinking the other side. I was yeah. going to go south. I think they were paid, they were paying $1.80 last time I heard. Yeah, that, I looked That's this morning great. at $1.85. So mm, good little leg. Yeah. All right, boys, we'll be back in the studio tomorrow night, and we'll see you both then. Right see on, you, boys. boys. See you later.